clear his throat, baby. Welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, episode 198. That seems like a fictitious number, but that is where we're at. We'll be getting into head-to-head review, a little PCP. We'll review the topic in a little bit. We'll cover the UCL final that's now set, and we'll discuss the PGA Championship, the Preakness, and a little playoff recap of what's going on with the National Basketball Association and National Hockey League. But first, uh, Nick, I usually check in with you, but I'm going to do the opposite today. Eric, how are you doing after Sunday's? Not well. I I <laughs> I, uh, I actually didn't want to talk about this on the podcast today because I haven't recovered yet. But yeah, it, it's you said it earlier. There's like a dark cloud hanging over me, dude. Just hope, dreams, aspirations, goals, just all down the drain, bro. I have no reason to live anymore. <laughs> no reason. All right. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, Eric is wearing his Philadelphia 76ers hat currently. So he is a diehard fan. They went down in game seven on Sunday uh, without any sort of fight. Um, it, and it kind of what sucks is it kind of it was actually like 53 minutes of no fight because of the ending of game six. Uh, it was actually the reason why we pushed this podcast back to a Wednesday recording day of May 17th, just because uh, we needed to get Eric out of the room first before we could record. <laughs> all right how are you doing this evening nick i'm good man i i committed a cardinal sin this uh this evening in uh in my men's softball league what is it being in a men's softball league no that's fine that's i i'm, I'm not you know i i'm i still play men's baseball uh just in case any yankee scout drives by the field and goes you know what i need a washed up left-handed pitcher who throws 75 on a good day with a stiff wind in his back Bartolo uh, but I'm still I'm I'm still holding out hope for that no so what I did is I hit a ball I, and and for those of you who know me and for those of you who don't uh I've never hit a home run in baseball never hit a, an over the fence home run in my life in baseball so when I say I have no idea what a no doubt home run feels like that's 100% true. Now, I have hit no doubt home runs on a softball field. And I hit one today that felt like a no doubt home run. <laughs> boy, did your boy play it up. <laughs> he carried the bat. He flipped the bat. He did a Sammy Sosa home run trot. Shout out the goat. Hell yeah. Right? He's not dead, but all right. No. <laughs> that was Sammy's home run, home run celebration, right? Did it bat flip and then had to fucking scurry my ass to second because the ball hit halfway up the fence. <laughs> Should have been an insider, ends up with a double. Coach pulled him. He, that was his last at bat for the game. Yeah, I think that may be my last at bat ever, though. <laughs> Dr- dramatic, dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Eric and Nick are having rough weeks, uh, as expected. Right? Sixers, baseball. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> and today's topic for Pop Culture Pickle, we'll be getting into uh, top five feuds or beefs. Can be fictional or non-fictional. What's the order today, Eric? 
good question. Uh, the order is Nick, you, then I. He filled the dead space, not knowing the answer. Usually we just get hit with dead space. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and hey. This. <laughs> and, may, and maybe a little bit of this. Uh, yeah, you also got to get closer to the camera. All right, sorry. <laughs> Dad, you don't need to be that close. Huh? No, this is how I sit, fam. Can you like, guys I don't, see me? <laughs> I don't understand how I'm so much closer to you guys. That's perfectly fine. Right that works right now. Right now. That's, it's what, I do. that's what you do. It's because I don't right, you know sit what? there. You sit you know here. There's a, there's a solution to that. Give me one Bro, second. Bro, when we ask you to look something up, you lean forward like you're yeah. like you're like you're sweating when you're playing video games. <laughs> you look, look like a hacker in every Fast and Furious movie before three. <laughs> like, like the main Hey, so a little it's hey, actually that might be what it is. You lean in because you can't see it. That makes sense. Uh actually inside baseball, every time you see someone hacking on screen in Hollywood, they're just running a Linux update. That's why it looks like it's all it's all fancy, but uh, well, I digress. Nick, care, pick, take it away. All right, so you know, talking about rivalries, either real or fake, I would be ousted from my position of power as a podcaster in this virtual space, and someone who would like to think of himself as a native Coloradian. If I did not say the Abs and Red Wings is the greatest rivalry of all time. Yeah, I don't know about all time, but I, you're not going to get an argument from here, from me. So uh, I'm pretty nervous having the middle pick because I hope my my choices don't inspire you guys to take some of my <laughs> some of my picks. Let me pull up my list real quick. Acting like I've tried all hard on this because I wrote five things down. So if Wait, someone this, takes this, this might be the first time you've written anything down for this. Yeah, and then I usually beat you guys anyway, so it's pretty good. Uh, I'm going. I'm going for my number one. It's the one that popped me the most when I was when I was making this list. I'm going goats versus hairlines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. I think Tim Duncan might be one of the only ones who still has like a full head of hair, but like every That's why he's not a goat. <laughs> oh god, dude. No way. He, he's a great player. He's one of the no you know, way. He's, he's, but you can't be a goat if you still got that hair, bro. That dome piece better be shiny or you're not in the goat combo, bro. No way, dude. Facts. Uh, look, what the best part is is like he had short hair his entire career, right? And then Tim Duncan retires, and he goes full Rasta on me, yeah, Doc. We grew out the dreads. I was like, Timmy D, is that you, bro? Uh, yeah, but Goats versus Hairlines, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. Um, no, LeBron I mean, has hair, bro. Hell, hair. No. hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hell no, bro. We got, I got love for LeBron. LeBron is a fantastic, is a, is a fantastic hooper. But he does not have hair. He's he's hanging on for dear life, but he ain't got it, bro. It cracks me up. Yeah, I want to uh, clear, clear something up in this podcast. We are not LeBron haters on this podcast. We are LeBron, haters of LeBron fans. 100%. 100%. We is... recognize greatness. The, the only knock that I have ever said against Lebanon James is that you don't ever hear the fearful stories. 
Like that he pissed, like we pissed LeBron off. This year might be the year though that somebody pissed LeBron off. Yeah, Dylan Brooks fucked up. But <laughs> yeah, my, shout out Dylan Brooks fucking up. But my issue with that is LeBron didn't single-handedly destroy that man. He let the team do it. So I have qualms with LeBron. I it like as far as his hooping persona. But it, the individual is a, is a pretty. Nah, I don't know about that. He also has some terrible choices there as well. But I, my LeBron on the court is a bitch. LeBron, the human being, is typically a pretty good person, unless you ask him about China. Uh, but Eric, go ahead, give us back to that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can compete with Ghost versus Hairlines. That's awesome. But I'm gonna go with uh, Kanye West and Taylor Swift. Oh, good one. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a, a fucking leap, steal too, you fucking <laughs> asshat. <laughs> you picked one. first. <laughs> I know. I didn't want that one first, but I, I'm still saying it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> good uh, change up. Good change up. Uh, since I'm going back to back, I'm gonna go with um, Elmer Fudd and, and Bugs Bunny. That's a good one too. Jeez, uh, that uh, that one's all right. That's all right. I, I thought isn't Daffy a bigger Bugs rival than Elmer? I just I just remember as a kid he always had the shotgun and he was trying to shoot him and shit. Yeah, because Elmer Elmer was always <laughs> Elmer was always funny. Uh, funny story. I got a nurse at work. Um, his fucking name is Elmer, and I was dying. First I'll, name. I'll show it. Yeah, his first name is Elmer. I will literally, I'm going to send you a screenshot of this. I was dying laughing. I called him. I was like, is this Elmer? And he was like, yes. And I was like, no fucking way, bro. I thought it was a total troll like profile, but nope. Real dude named Elmer in Ohio. Couldn't fucking believe it. Nah, once you said Ohio, it makes the most sense. Uh, all right, so uh, again with this middle pick, I, I'm hoping that I don't trigger any any uh, any of my stuff to get taken. So I'm gonna go with uh, John Morant versus Instagram Live, or John Morant versus handguns. <laughs> yeah, That's but it dude. it seems like Instagram Live is catching them every single time. It's like, yo, if you just stay off the socials, you're not losing money. Like it's a very simple thing, bro. That's so good. that's that's a that's a pretty fucking good one. I re- I rewarded it there for you, Jermaine. I don't know if you saw that. I know it just doesn't roll off the tongue like. That. It's like it, that's like his album, Instagram Live Guns and Teenagers. Dude, that's a that's the that's the triple threat. That's his mixtape, dog. That's like that's like when you watch those wrestling matches, like six dudes in the ring, and you don't really know what the fuck is going on, but it's fucking fire. That's, Typically, yeah. That's really fun. <laughs> bro, that's that's cracking me the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, that's that somebody needs to put that on an album cover for John Morant. <laughs> Zero titles. <laughs> what is it? What are we up to now? Five <sighs> incidents with that with those things? I think it's five, yeah. It's hard to keep up. Uh but JJ Radical defend you. Like you've only had one incident, anyways. Um, I digress. I digress. Nick, what is your uh, okay, next okay. pick? Uh, so I got two picks back to back. I'm gonna do Zoolander and Hansel <laughs> from the movie Zoolander. I love Zoolander. <laughs> Part two, I have never seen though. So 
Uh, it don't watch it. It's terrible. That's what I've. That's what I've heard. I started it. I watched like forty minutes, and I was not like upset to walk away from it. And for my second pick, I'm gonna go Dick Cheney against the country of Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Al Gore versus the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, dude. Dick Cheney versus Iraq is fire, bro. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go here. I'm taking. Uh, I'm gonna go another basketball one. Um, CP3 versus Scott Foster. It was I? I don't think I get that joke. So Scott. So Scott Foster. Like any game that Scott Foster's officiated, and CP3 oh, right, is right, on right, it. Right, 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 right. It's it's like the Maple Leaves against uh, West West McKinney. Yeah, he was like 0-13 or something for, for game Scott Foster officiate. Like to the point where people were like, they started calling for investigations and shit. <laughs> uh, he just doesn't like Chris Paul. Maybe he's maybe he's not betting on the games, guys. Maybe he's just racist. We considered this. Well, it doesn't even have to be racist. What if he just doesn't like Chris Paul? Like you could not like that's someone true. who is black. Like that's allowable. It doesn't have to, to be racist. To your ref core, how you're not racist. You just don't like Chris Paul. <laughs> you have to like well, go in the ref's room and be like, no, 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 no. I like him. It's just I hate Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Le- tons of black referee friends. <laughs> LeBron is fine. You know, yeah, LeBron is. I wish I could ref LeBron. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is fine. Jimmy Butler's great, <laughs> but Chris Paul but can't Chris stand. motherfucking can't stand. Paul. Yeah, exactly. There's always a motherfucker when he yeah. says his name. That son of a bitch, Chris Paul. <laughs> uh, he was like the president of the players' union, and he is he is a, a menace on the court. Like he is so annoying. So. I can understand why. Oh ref... no, wait, no, hold on. Sorry, <laughs> I can understand why a ref right, wouldn't sorry, like guys. him. So, uh, all right, so it got racist. Let's move on. Now that Nick made that weird. Oh, that was Eric, everybody. You guys I was know just Eric. I was just gonna say this might be the first time it goes that direction, and I'm not involved. You guys know Eric, the known podcast racist. <laughs> it was him. Dude, it's not racist if you're just pointing out something you've noticed. Oh, anyway, God, Eric, 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 <laughs> I used worst. you, Eric. You had to say nothing, and somehow I redeemed you. Redeemed me with your comments. You had to just say nothing, and somehow you came off as more racist than me. <laughs> Uh, room 303 does not accept the opinions expressed by their hosts or employees does not condone them we keep around the one host and executive producer for the white vote and listeners for the the listeners (laughs) disclaimer don't don't tackle cars to me guys disclaimer all right eric give us your back-to-backs here Oh man! All right. Um. So I, I I couldn't decide between the two, so I'm just gonna try to do a combo. But Donald Trump versus the media, and Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Oh, can I throw a third one in there? <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump versus the U.S. Intelligence Service. Oh my God, dude! <laughs> what talk about the U.S. Intelligence Service being fucking puppets, dude? That's Crazy. Dude. Lost a lot of respect for them. Um. All right, so that's one. Uh, yeah. Donald, Tr- Donald Trump gets three things like John Morant, <laughs> so that's perfectly fine. Uh, what is your what's your fourth choice? Um, man, I I kind of got all 
mixed up here in the twist, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the 76ers and winning championships. I mean, they have a championship. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, damn. You could do 76ers and and getting to the Eastern Conference Finals in the last <laughs> since Allen uh-huh. Iverson. <laughs> My, I'm gonna just throw this in there for anybody who knows Nick. I'm just gonna go with my fourth pick. I'm gonna go Nick versus clean shirts. <laughs> that, that can also be applied to Nick versus plates of food. Oh man, chewing with your mouth closed. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one, Eric. Eric, and you just changed my order with that one that I didn't think of. <laughs> All right, so I'm going with. Uh... PlayStation gamers versus Xbox gamers. That's a good one. Yeah. It's it's only ever PlayStation gamers who have an issue. I don't know what their insecurity is, but they're always constantly comparing the two. And it's so funny because PlayStation's online community is trash compared to Xbox's online community. As somebody that played both of them, yeah, I I would Xbox is way better. <laughs> I have both. I never understood like why you had to only pick one. I was just like, you know, you, you don't have you don't have to do that. So I, I never understood that. But that's gonna be my fourth pick. And then uh on to you, Nick. Uh so in light of Eric's pick, uh driving a bus over me, I'm gonna go Eric against 13 plus street tacos. <laughs> uh I, I will take the house money on Eric versus 12 street tacos and below. Give me that money all day. Actually, I can't even get odds on that. That's minus 10,000. But the second you introduce that that 13th one, he starts scraping meat off the taco. He starts piling meat up. He starts asking for water. He starts claiming injuries. <laughs> he still hasn't recovered from that gout, he still bro. Hasn't just too much gout. Uh, and my final one. Oh, this is good. Uh, my final one is going to be we'll go Professor X and Magneto. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Ka- I'm gonna go with Kane. I'm gonna go with Kane and the squeaky toy versus recording our podcast. Always, dude. Has, <laughs> I swear to God, dude, he is not. I don't know where this squeaky toy has been in three days. I, and that's, that's not me being like, like playing it up for the internet. I legitimately, I haven't put him in his cage with it. I legitimately thought he lost it. And he's just back with the goddamn squeaky toy. Back with a vengeance, my guy. Back with a vengeance. Yeah, I actually changed my 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 list uh, mid podcast because I was like, man, he uh, just he didn't do it pre show, and now he's just like will not stop. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely had to include that one, and I'll, I have an honorable mention now. But go ahead, Eric. Uh, so with my last pick, I'm just gonna go. I don't know, like it's just funny because they feud on the show, so I'm gonna go Shaq and Chuck. Yeah, they're like they're like real good friends, but they always talk shit to each other. Yeah. It's like me and Nick. <laughs> um Yeah, my honorable mention is uh green text messages versus blue text messages. 
you see the comedian that's like that shit's racist yeah it's an actual i i sent it on instagram that shit's a hysterical (laughs) bit bro he's like that's racist as fuck it was so funny i went and found his 10 minute video and then put it on and me and eric watched his little his little uh routine bro he's pretty funny was it good it was pretty good yeah nice I just got a text from my brother because I always text him the pop culture pick him. He said black people versus the police. Oh, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was trying to work that in. I, I would be lying if I if I didn't try to work that in for Nevada. <laughs> Disclaimer, it's a black dude. So. Yeah, your brother. And, and we all love police, so it's all good. We all love them. He, well, I, I, well most of them. As long as they don't give me a speeding ticket. Everyone's going fast. Go get that guy. <laughs> All right, I agree this back our list, and we'll wrap up head-to-head. All right, so top five feuds or beefs. Nick had the first pick. He went with the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Zoolander and Hansel. Uh, Dick Cheney versus Iraq. Uh, Eric versus 13-plus street tacos. Street tacos being in quotations. In the bag. Don't. Uh, and then Professor X and Magneto, which is a good one. I didn't think of that. Uh, Jermaine. Had the second pick, he went with goats versus hairlines. Uh, (laughs) So his original pick was John Morant versus Instagram Live. Um, We did end up adding guns uh, guns and teenagers on there. Uh, CB3 versus Scott Foster, which is I think is still an ongoing beef that we may never see come to an end. Uh, PlayStation users versus Xbox users. And Kane versus his squeaky toy, specifically when we're trying to record a podcast. Uh, I had the third pick. Uh, I took the greatest celebrity feud of all time kanye west and taylor swift uh elmer fudd and bugs bunny donald trump versus hillary the media and intelligence agencies uh nick versus clean shirts and to round it off uh shack and chuck on inside india inside the nba on tnt yeah that's that's those are some good ones good job boys yeah i won again Uh, (laughs) it's me every single time i don't know why we're surprised by this point all right kane i hear you jesus Jesus christ Christ. shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) all right so that wraps head to head i'm sorry that wraps pop pcp let's get into head to head which is an absolute bloodbath right now yeah, it is. And Nick started the week off with two two <laughs> two L's, so it's even worse than than what we what we thought. So, uh, look, our podcast motto since day one has been "Fade us." I mean, we've made you a ton of money, so you're welcome. All right, I don't understand the beef, <laughs> but go ahead and break it down for us, there, Eric. All right, so just to go in order here, uh, Jermaine. Currently sitting at 19 and 29, down 10.7 units, riding a six, seven game losing streak. Um, we had some close ones, dude. That Tatum and Embiid one, they were only like 26 points off. No, dude, that was not close at all. They, they didn't show up on that one. The, um, one. the one that really chaps everybody or should chap everybody is uh, Holland's been on a Goal scoring fucking rampage this year. It's because DraftKings boosted it, dude. That's no, and I was gonna ask. I was literally gonna ask if I can change it to uh, Eden Jeco, the other anytime goal scorer yeah. I picked, because yeah. he didn't get he didn't get boosted. What did I say as soon as you told me that Erling Holland yeah. got boosted? It's not gonna hit. I said it's not hitting. Dude, it's a boost not- a boost hasn't hit yet. Bro, I was so pissed off when I saw that. I just booked the L and just kept it pushing. The worst part is that Eden Jekko scored the next day. I was so mad. Right. 
Oh, my goodness. All right. I haven't won since I took Steph Curry over four and a half threes. Yeah, it's been rough. That's seven straight losses. I I don't even want to submit picks in this this week, dude. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Nick, uh, (laughs) sitting at 19-30-1. Sorry. I think that's because we have some for this week already in there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he has. So it two- should be nineteen twenty nine and one. Yeah, buddy. I was so positive at the end of the week, right? No, it should be nineteen twenty eight and one. Oh, okay. Because he I was lost. So positive at the end of the week, right? Oh, game seven for Seattle Dallas was Monday. Yeah, you were po- you ended the week at uh, up point six units. Yeah, you're so down. You ended last week point six units. Um, he he put some pretty crazy parlays in. Uh, what he liked to call the finish, uh, the finish him parlays. Um, and he, it was just nothing was going his way. So he has now. All right. All right. All right. Let's stop here to talk about maybe the worst sportsman I've ever made in my fucking life. Maybe. maybe oh, man, I'm, not, I'm sitting here. I'm crying. Because it might be the worst sports that I've ever made in my life. <laughs> nah, it is, dude. It's the it worst. was. It was. The Miami Heat. And so this parlay came to be in a dream. I was like, <laughs> it's closeout day. I said, the Miami Heat are going to close it out. The Lakers are going to close it out. The Florida Panthers are going to close it out. And the St. Louis Cardinals are going for a sweep. The odds were plus thirty one nineteen on this bet. Eric, what can you bring up the scores for all of these guys? I'll, I'll bring it up. Hold on. I think it was. Oh my god, dude! They weren't close. It wasn't close, dude. The Heat lost to the Knicks by nine. Oh man. The Lakers lost by fifteen. Oh man. I'm pretty sure Florida was like 5-1, wasn't it? The Florida Panthers lost, uh, what was it, game? Uh, they lost 2-1, so that was the closest one, right? They lost yeah. 2-1. <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals going for a closeout. Hold on. But it was, I mean, it was not. Yeah, the, so it was St. Louis against the Cubs, and that's where Nick went wrong. He should have known as soon as he was betting against my team that it wasn't going to hit. And, uh, uh, St. Louis lost to the Cubs 10-4. to 4. Yeah, it was a murder show that night. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, you can get one of those bets pretty close. I think, I, think the, I think the Florida game was that Florida scored in like the last minute or like the last couple of minutes, but it was never – uh, it was never close. You lost every single leg. Oh, bro, not even hitting a leg is bad. Oh, my That's God, awesome. dude. Then what we're not talking about is he followed it up with Denver money line, <laughs> Philly money line, and Carolina money line. And almost hit. The only one that didn't hit was Philly? It was Philly. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, we're not going to talk about Philly anymore. Let's go ahead and get into Eric's last week. Uh, well, so to get into Eric's last week, we're going to have to talk about Philly again. Because what are we, we doing? Boys? We had our first ever no submission week by one of our con- uh, contestants. Not even a submission. Not even not, one. Not one. 
So I had some thoughts early on in the week, and then game six creeped around, and <laughs> it went fucking sideways. And you can ask Jermaine. I was I was a nervous energy about me. I was already down and out. I I knew what was going to happen in game seven. I didn't want to believe what was going to happen in game seven. I thought we could be different. But anyway, so I just failed to put picks in, and then – when I realized I failed to put picks in, there was still like one hockey game left and I had just given up on life to be honest. So I was like, (laughs) I'll just take the L's. I still have a better unit record and record than Jermaine. So at least I have that. I can hang on to that. So I'm sitting at 20 and 28. No, no picks in this week, but there will for sure be some made tomorrow. Uh, And I am down 6.5 units. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So moving on to Nevada, Nevada sitting at 21. Oh, hold up. We already had a so he's 20, uh, 20, 24, and one to start the week, um, or to end last week. He took the opposite of one of Nick's finisher parlays, which cost him. Um, he took it because Nick put in the worst possible bet. <laughs> Nick, Nick, bet Nick doubled down. Nevada figured, hey, I should fade him. Uh, so neither one of them hit. So yeah, he finished last <laughs> last week 2024 and 1, uh down oh. 2.2 2 units. Um man, that that Kevin Durant 30.5 plus points and Gordon 4 points in the first quarter. Durant just let him down, man. That was god awful. Yeah, I I still think I have some of the worst beats so far <laughs> in this fucking head to head. I have so many ones that like, dude, you, you just one other thing. Just go the other way. Just <laughs> Just give me one, dude. Not I said the cat. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. It's not my worst defeat, but it's like uh, one that I look back at, like, and just like it drives me fucking insane. Was the Izzy Adesanya decision one? I, I picked decision. I did not expect him to knock this motherfucker out, and he knocked him out. Like, yeah, and also, uh, yeah. You were going to pick Perea. We had that conversation and you changed it. And then instead of, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I would have bet Izzy's finish either, though. So that's <laughs> real bad. Uh, Eric knew if he didn't win six, he wasn't going to win seven. And so he faded this week altogether. Like, I, I don't, uh, yeah, let's not talk about the Sixers. Let's just move into the next thing because I can go on for days, bro. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up head to head. You know, as always, podcast motto fade us. You're up big right now. Congratulations. Uh, and now we'll go ahead and get into Champions League. So Champions League, uh, we missed the two games this week. As we mentioned, we had to get Eric out of his room so that way we could actually record. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't provide any Champions League coverage this week. But uh, long story short, Inter Milan um, – Man, Eric really doesn't want Man City to be in this final so much that he put Real Madrid in the document. Did I really? Like, that is how much you are refusing oh, to acknowledge Man City. I almost read that, and I was just like, that is not correct. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who don't know, Inter Milan beat arch-rival AC Milan, which was Eric's pick to win it all, and Manchester City beat defending champions Los Blancos, Real Madrid, uh, 5-1 on aggregate. I'm sorry, Inter Milan won 3-0 on aggregate. Setting up a final of Inter Milan versus Manchester City. Um, And this is officially kind of starting the English Premier League to be the Farmers League uh, now that 
a 60 million transfer for Erling Holland has cemented Manchester City as one of the best teams in the world. Um, so first of all, let's let's uh, thoughts on the you know games, uh, you know the semifinal legs. Do you guys have any thoughts on Inter Milan versus AC Milan? Yeah, um, you want to talk about two opposite games that we saw? You saw Benfica come into Inter with the exact same scoreline, right? Inter uh, managed to beat Benfica away from home. Then they came back to Inter, and Benfica really tried to open it, uh, open it up wide and press the attack. You saw a 3-3 game that, that ended with Inter advancing. So you thought, oh, divisional rivals, right, or divisional rivals, whatever you want to call it, league rivals, right? A- AC Milan has got to push to win this game, right? It's why I took in the... In the head-to-head this week, I took over two and a half because they gotta <laughs> take they they gotta take they have uh they have Rafael um, Inter Milan got Rafael Leao uh, Leao back right he didn't their, he didn't play he, did he he did play yeah oh wow he was their bad. main he was their main assist guy he was their main distributor I said AC Milan's ready to open it up and what did we see the exact thing that, the exact opposite Inter locked it down parked the bus attacked when they needed to attack and, and really rendered AC Milan. I like they have for the last three matches. AC Milan cannot beat Inter. Yeah. Uh, no, they haven't even scored a goal. Let, let's yeah. start there. They cannot <laughs> score a goal right. versus Inter. Uh, you know, your arch rival, you know, that looks pretty bad when you can't even score a goal. But uh yeah, that's just what it. That's just how it how it is and what it is. And so, hey, congrats to Inter Milan on uh, their second place finish. Um, I think that it's much deserved. Nobody saw this run coming, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, any other thoughts on this? I think I think this is like a a, a kind of a reawakening of of Syria. I don't know. I, I, you know, Jerry's still out, but I'm kind of fascinated to see if if we're going to see an uptick in Italian soccer, having some of the better teams in the world. I mean, considering they had, obviously, they had two play each other, right? Inter AC in the semifinals. Didn't they have a third in um, the quarters, or am I making that up? I think you're making that up. You, you're probably thinking Porto, Napoli. Nah. There Napoli we go. In the quarters. Na- Mm-hmm. Yeah, Napoli was. Yeah, they were. Yeah, we Napoli lo- played Milan. Yeah, we love Napoli, and Napoli loves down. So there, there's a if you, if you go back and look at old soccer, like when we were coming up, um, it was it wasn't common that Brazilian players would go straight to Real or Barca or Man City or, or a lot of them would go to Italy first. So a lot of the great Brazilian players, like you go look back at where they played, they all started at Milan or Inter Milan or AC Milan or one of them. And and I, I think Italian soccer kind of fell off a little bit just because we were in an era dominated so much by Messi and Ronaldo, but it never went away fully. They were still competitive. And I do think now with the playing field kind of more balancing out, like I know Holland's probably going to be like the guy – to kind of dominate the headlines and stuff moving forward. But I can see a rebalancing of the leagues. And I actually think Italy could be a premier league again. Yeah, I have that. I have that suspicion as well. So I'm glad that you're confirming that, that kind of bias. I am. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, here's, here's the thing, right? Let me, let me read off to you the top eight teams in Italy right now. Right. Okay. Napoli, 
Juventus, Inter, Lazio, Milan, Roma, Atalanta, and Florentina. I just read off eight teams that are pretty world-renowned teams. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't know that I could go to Liga One and you would know the first eight, like the, the first eight teams would be would no, be that that team, that league is trash. Uh, right, German so, league's not much better. La right, Liga so, has so, some some good teams, though. So, so top eight top eight teams in, in Liga One: PSG, Lens, Marseille, Monaco, LOSC, Rennes, and Lyon, and Clermont Foot. That's probably not how you say it. <laughs> so, so historically, PSG isn't a powerhouse. Uh, Marseille is the only team to win a Champions League coming out of the French uh, out of Liga One, and. Uh. <laughs> and it's a French in you, Eric. I like it. Like outside of Olympique and 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 Marseille, like there's no traditional big French like clubs. Like this PSG thing is is a recent thing because of the oil money. So if we're Jesus Christ, if we're talking about like power five leagues and stuff, like in those terms, I don't even think France has like they do because they're such a big country and economy and stuff. I don't think and they so. put asses in seats, but they're not a, a premier league like that's not where you that's not where players want to go play i mean let's i mean let's finish it off right la liga barcelona real madrid atletico madrid real sociedad via real real betis and then past that like sevilla is 10th where's valencia they're in relegation aren't they yeah 14th yeah i mean like like i mean i i follow the bundesliga closer than than a lot of people do but let me know if we if we hit eight teams in here that are world famous like the Italian teams are Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, uh, Union Berlin, SC Freiburg, Wolfsburg, Leverkusen, Eintracht Frankfurt. Like those are not like that Italian league, that top eight are, I mean, probably you can probably drop off Florentina, I would say. But other than that, like that, those are seven high quality teams that you either see every year in the semifinals of Europa or the Champions League. Yeah, the uh, Juventus. I'm I'm fairly certain is in Europa's in. semis right now. Yeah, yeah. I think. Fiorentina I think they have three in the FA Cup final, like the Italian version of the FA Cup final. I know I said this last time, but um, the way I like to look at the Bundesliga and Liga, Liga Roma home, too. Roma's in the in the semifinals as well in Europa. Yeah, Jeez. Sevilla. Sorry, Sevilla was uh, La Liga, right? La Liga. Yeah, La Liga. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But the way you got to look at, at at the Bundesliga and Liga, uh, and you you can see it, they're scattered throughout all of Europe now. Is they are great. They have their their premier teams that compete every year for Champions League, and and you know, Bayern, I think Bayern's won what twelve consecutive uh, titles, right? Ten. Ten, ten, ten consecutive titles. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like eleven. So there are the teams that do dominate those leagues, and then they're great in 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 other you know competitions. But the rest of the teams are farm teams. And you can see, like, I, I can guarantee you can go to all, like, the top 10 major clubs, and there's a player from Borussia Dortmund on there somewhere. Or there's a player from AS, uh, AS Monaco somewhere on there. Like, these, these there are clubs that they don't win, but they produce fucking talent. I, I mean, like, I I hate that saying, like, of like, uh, uh, like oh, that's a farmer's league, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I hate that saying, but uh, what I would say is that besides 
I don't know what I, like besides the Super League in Europe, what the Super League could have been. Mm. Whoever got invitations to the Super League, there are only outliers that are making runs to win the titles, and that's why we remember them, right? Oh, remember when you know? Remember 2015 when when Leicester City made the run to the Premier League? That's why it's so amazing that they do that because every now and then a random team will make a run and they'll win the table. But by and large, it's the Man Cities, it's the Man Uniteds, it's the Chelsea's, it's the Bayern Munichs, the PSG's, the Reals, the Barcelona's that win the league. Yeah. I mean, there's also ginormous clubs that people don't put into consideration, but Ajax? That's a big-time club, They're in the era Divisé or whatever it's called, but, dude, that's a – I think they have the second – yeah, I think they have the second most Champion League titles of all time. Eric, say it with me. I we're good, dude. And vice, and vice, Thank you, Jermaine. There, I got there. you, Learn bro. Some, I'm surprised you're not Dutch, Eric. It's so close to your home country of France. Only by injection. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Uh, so. All right, that kind of wraps our discussion on the Inter Milan, AC Milan. It was not as competitive as we hoped it would be. Uh, it was pretty much 180 minutes of Inter Milan just shoving their their big slaunch donkey down AC Milan's throat as they've done all season. Um, next, we had a rematch of the semifinal matchup from the year prior of Manchester City versus Real Madrid. And it seems like Real Madrid kind of had this ability to be the kryptonite to Manchester City. But when Man City was able to get that draw at what is this? What's a what is their state? Bernabeu. Santiago Bernabeu, right? Yeah. Okay. San Bernabeu, I think. San Bernabeu. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, when they were Talking able to get Americans. that, when they were able to get that Santiago Bernabeu, that de- decisive goal to get them the draw, it was a wrap. Real Madrid did not have a chance. Uh, although I did not see them going down 4-0 <laughs> and almost not showing up. But here's the thing. Manchester City this year has beaten uh, they beaten Manchester United. They've beaten Chelsea. They've beaten Arsenal. They've beaten Liverpool. They've beaten uh, Tottenham. They've beaten Bayern. They've beaten... Uh, now Real Madrid. Like, all of these teams by... A fuck ton by like two to three goals each for each of those high. Yeah, absolutely. Just whooped that ass. And hey, you know, that's that's what it is. The 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 transfer fee they paid for Erling Holland uh is unbelievably low. Uh I think United paid more for Casimiro than they paid for Holland. And they're about to run the English Premier League for a very long time. And it's going to be a lot of not fun to watch because they were able to manipulate financial fair play for so long with no repercussions. And now we're, we're seeing the what happens when that fruition comes. Uh, they have world-class elite talent at every single position and on their bench. They have 
arguably one of the best coaches of all time, or sorry, managers of all time. Not that he has any fans in this group. Um, and uh, so it's it's almost going to make the English Premier League a little laughable. It's going to be funny to see where these teams are coming from. So so Chelsea is in absolute shambles, right? <laughs> they're, and they're the last London team to win uh, the English Premier League. They're the last London team to win the UEFA Champions League. They're the last London team to win the UEL. Uh, they're the last London team to win the Super Cup. They're the last London team to win the FA Cup. So for clarification, we're the last London team to win the the Premier League. We're the last EPL team to win the rest of those tournaments that you named. Uh, I thought Liverpool won the Champions League after you. Uh... Uh, was, was it was it before you or after you? I think it was before us. No, it doesn't matter. Man City's going to win that this year. Uh, no. And and uh, well, you can't be the last English Premier League to win the English Premier League. <laughs> so, no, that's why they said that's why they chose London for that one, and then they chose EPL for the rest of them. They chose London for the rest of them. It was London across the board. I I saw the the post. Pretty sure I screenshotted it. Either way, Chelsea's trash now, Eric. Thoughts on Chelsea? <laughs> None, <laughs> bro. Uh, I don't. So when people, when managers are turning down, mm-hmm. coming to to take a prominent post, like we can all admit, Chelsea's a fucking prominent post, right? When they're turning it down because of questions with your transfer philosophy and this, that, and the other, it's that's not a good sign. Uh, but there's still a hell of a lot of talent on that team. Uh, not for long, but there, I do have a, I do. We did have this earlier. Um, not for ju- long. just just to talk about just just so that you guys can understand what Jermaine's trying to express to you guys about this Man City team is is they're they've scored 31 goals and give up five goals in the entire Champions League this year. <laughs> in the knockout stages, they scored 17 goals and gave up three goals. So they've been dominating. And I say that to say this: they're gonna lose one zero. In, in, <laughs> they're gonna lose one zero. All that goal scoring prowess, all that uh, blah, blah 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 greatest team of all time bullshit can go away. One zero. I do. I got twenty bucks on it with Jermaine. I'll put money with anybody who wants it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not betting with Man City. I'm I'm betting with Man City. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean they're minus five hundred in Vegas right now. They opened as a minus five hundred favorite. Um, the final is June tenth, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And what city is it in this year? Russia? Or am I tripping on that? <laughs> Probably. Probably not Russia, huh? No, no, no. Was it once upon a time Russia, and that's why I was thinking about it? Uh, it was Russia last year, I thought. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, it's going to be in. Can I get a goddamn stadium name? MetLife. A Turek Olympic Park, which is in Turkey. Istanbul, Turkey. So we'll allow Turkey to host, but not Russia. (laughs) All right. All right. Turkey, whoa. Turkey has never done anything wrong that they've been convicted of. Oh, oh, that's because everyone's dead that was going to testify against them. Oh. Can't get caught if everyone's dead. Shout out Hillary. 
shout out, shout out uh, to the Obamas. Hillary, Hillary killed my friends. <laughs> all right. So now that we're uh, all going to be dead this coming week, uh, let's move into the PGA Championship. So the PGA Championship is the second major of the year. It is happening this weekend. Uh, Nick and I will probably catch some of it since we'll be in the same city this weekend. We're going to be too drunk. We, I mean, we could watch sports too drunk. I'm pretty good we at that. Bringing back, we should bring back pub golf on, on Saturday. Oh, no, dude. Pub golf would just be in you? That's why we're just going to black no. out for no reason? With the, with the brides, with, the, with everybody. Oh, dude, I don't know if they're going to want to get drunk before the... Fuck yeah, they will. Don't be wussies. Yeah, Every... come on. Yeah, she's Captain Wussy. What are you talking about? She left us. She left us to die. <laughs> to die. Left us to our own devices, which is never good. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Eric. What were you saying? Uh, no, I was just gonna say every wedding that I've ever attended, where the either the bride or the groom got hammered the night before, has always been one of the most interesting weddings I've ever been to. Just <laughs> my brother was so fucking hungover for his wedding, and I was only fifteen at the time. I was fucking hungover because we went out the night before, and fucking. Uh, just seeing him stand there, dude, sweating. You you could tell he had the fucking tequila or whiskey sweats. Like Aww. he fucking looked out of it. Like it was, I was, it was pretty hilarious, man. Like and and they asked him to give us, like he gave some sort of speech, and you could just tell he was dragging his ass through it, dude. I was dying laughing, and then I was also hurting at the same time. So yeah, I I was banned from going out the night before mine. <laughs> And and even and even then, dude. I even then, he got drunk inside the, the hotel room. Even, even then, I had a, even then I had a couple beers. <laughs> Don't tell her, everybody. Uh, she might too, divorce me. It's too late. It's oh, too no. late to apologize. <laughs> All right, let's get into the PGA Championship here, bro. Uh, Nick, take it away. Sure. All right. So Jermaine said PGA Championship this weekend. It's the second major of this current 2023 golf uh, year. Uh, this is the first time since 2013 that we get to see Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York, uh, host the PGA Championship. Um, basically, since 2013, well, really in 2020, the Oak Hill Golf Course has has undergone a comp- a complete renovation. So of those for, of those of you familiar with golf courses, Donald Ross also designed Oak Hill. Donald Ross is the famed designer of Pinehurst, right? Pinehurst went through a major renovation in which they aimed to restore the course to Donald Ross Ross's original design. Boo. So Oak Hill did the same thing in 2020 where they went through this, this, uh, redesign of Donald Ross. He did the East course in 1925. They did a major redesign uh, in 2020. A guy named Andrew Green did it uh, to play as similar, uh, to play as close to the way that he designed it. So essentially it's, it's been stretched out a bit. A lot of trees have been removed. Um, The greens have been renovated and, to, to include technology to keep uh, the course dry. The areas around the green have been, sh- uh, uh, have been shaved down to 
to make uh, missing the greens uh, basically pretty uh, worthwhile. So if you miss the green, your ball is essentially catching some speed uh, as it goes off, and it's going to find its way into the thick stuff on the side on the side on the side of the green. Excuse me. So the East Course is a par seventy. It measures a seven thousand three hundred and ninety four yards, and it has bent grass greens. Uh, it, it plays, like I said, it got stretched out. Uh, it'll play a bit long for a par 70 and water will be on the, on the, uh, it, water will be in play for six of the 18 holes. And there are 78 bunkers spread out over eight. God damn players. Beware Jesus Christ. So with that, there's five key stats to keep in mind for Oak Hill country club. So, of course, we always have to think number one uh, and the most impactful strokes gained on approach shots, right? So we talked about those runoff areas around the green. If you miss the green on your approach shot, your ball is shooting off the green. You want to be able to stick it, right? So shots into the green, it takes us. And and, and again, if you're betting this, guys with strong approach play win major championships. It's, it's, It's just a thing that happens. Right. Uh, over the past 24 rounds, uh, the guys that have gained the top five guys that have gained the most strokes uh, in approach coming into <laughs> Oak Hill, John Rahm, Tony Finau, Colin Murakawa, Wyndham Clark and Scotty Scheffler. OK, so keep those minds uh, as I keep keep those names in mind. As I move through, you're going to hear a couple of them. Uh, Sorry, say the, say the names one more time. All right, so strokes gained over the past 24 rounds, all right, coming into Oak Hill, the PGA Championship. Number one, John Rahm. Number two, Tony Finau. Number three, Colin Marikawa. Number four, Wyndham Clark. And number five, Scotty Scheffler. Okay? That's all our right. first stat we want to focus on. All right, our next stat that we want to focus on here. We want to focus on off the tee, okay? So we're focusing on on strokes gained off the tee. So it's it's uh, players. We we said they lengthened Oak Hill out. That means guys who can hit the ball long and straight have a significant advantage, right? So you want to basically avoid approaches from 220 yards and out. That's where guys, PGA Tour guys, not us uh, average golfers. That's where PGA Tour guys are going to have to start hitting a second, uh, either hybrid or uh, another driver, right? The guys who are the long and straight hitters over the past 24 rounds, strokes gained off the tee over the past 24 rounds, number one, Patrick Cantley. Number two, Scotty Scheffler. Ding, ding, ding. Number three, Victor Holland. Number four, Gary Woodland. And number five, Sung Hee M. Okay? Okay. So, one thing we also want to look at, uh, shots gained. There, there's a stat that's called uh, shots gained on difficult par 70 courses over 7,200 yards. Okay? This is shots gained in total on par 70s over 7,200 yards. Okay? The top five players this year, in terms of shots gained, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama, and Jason Day, uh, the winner of the AT&T Byron Nelson Classic last weekend. 
And then the final stat that we're going to focus on, bogey avoidance. All right. So you're playing, <laughs> you're playing major golf. Right? Super important. I, it sounds, it sounds like a stupid stat, right? But you're playing major golf. You need to avoid bogeys. That's how you win a major tournaments. Uh, especially at difficult golf courses where I, I doubt you would ever say that a major golf course is an easy course. <laughs> I, I'm sure once you get to the level of a PGA golfer, you can say some courses are easier than others that you play majors on. But uh, So bogey avoidance over the past uh, 24 rounds. Number one, Jason Day. You've heard that name before. Number two, Scotty Scheffler. You've heard that name before. Number four, Wyndham, or number three, Wyndham Clark. Number four, Hideki Matsuyama. You've heard both those names before. And number five, Matt Fitzpatrick. Oh, so, so Colin Marikov was only in one fucking category, huh? Right. So I, I smushed all these guys together for you, right? In these PGA rankings, I, I took all the uh, I took all the four rankings that we talked about and I smashed them together and saw which ones, which names came out near the top. So I'm now going to give you the top 10 guys that came out if we prioritize those PGA factors throughout this year. Ready for this? I think Kane is, yeah. Number 10, Justin, Do- <laughs> Justin, Justin Donson. Justin, Dustin Johnson. Number nine. <laughs> Jesus, he stroked out on us. No, I had it right, and then I fucked it up, and then I had it right. Uh, number nine, Tony Finau. Number eight, Wyndham Clark. Number seven, Joachim Neiman. Number six, Victor Hovland. Number five, Rory McIlroy. Funny enough that Rory McIlroy was not in any of the top five, but managed to make make his way in. Number four, Tyrell Hatton, also not in the top five, but managed to sneak his way in by just being near the top on some of them. Uh, Number three, Patrick Cantley. Number two, John Rahm. And number one, Scotty Scheffler. And if you look at the odds that Eric has up, that is pretty mirrored what I've given you in the winners, right? Scotty Scheffler right now, the course favorite uh, to win at plus 700. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler is the favorite. Uh, although I think that John Rom bet, I, the dude's red hot right now. He's playing some very good golf. So it, it's, it'd be fascinating to see. I think I'm leaning Patrick Cantlay to win it all, bro. Patrick Cantley plus sixteen hundred. That's a good bet. Anybody else that you're wanting that you're looking top five, top ten? I was top ten. I had Colin Marikawa. I was leaning towards him. Uh, right. I was I was gonna. I was thinking of uh, Victor Hovland, and then you like kind of refer reconfirmed that bias. Um, he's currently plus two eighty to finish top ten, which I think is pretty great odds. Um, you know, and then every, everything else, like the top three, so Scheffler, Rahm, and, and McElroy, um, I kind of feel like are always going to be at the top, especially with Jordan Smith being – Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith <laughs> uh, being injured. Uh, so he has uh, – you know, he's got that wrist issue that's going to hobble him, uh, and he's seeking his – he needs the PGA Championship to get his uh, career grand slam and become one of – man – is it five active players that have a career grand slam? I think it's something something cool like that. But uh, yeah, I was I was rooting for him. He's my favorite golfer, obviously. But uh, I do love this. Is the one I, I would love to spotlight this Hideki Matsuyama 
plus 1000 to finish top five and plus 400 for, for top 10. Uh, I think that's, you know, if you're shooting for value and you want to throw a little, little dart, little pizza money, that's kind of where I I see him falling in. But uh, I, I think, for the most part, what Nick kind of broke down is is probably how it will shake out. Who do you have finishing uh, top five, Nick? Uh, I have only one bet on this tournament, and I think it's a guy that's been overlooked a lot because we don't factor in a lot of live stats to this or give should a I, lot of credit should to I guess? live players. You can guess it. Is it? Well, actually, I don't know if this dude's a live player, but is it Brooks? It is not Brooks. He is a live player. What about Xander? It's not Xander. It's Rory. Uh, it is Dustin Johnson. Oh. Dustin Johnson is a guy who's kind of been flying underneath the radar and live, but has had a couple of big victories, plus 300 to win, plus 550 top five, plus 260 top 10 uh, for Dustin Johnson. Also, bet, it's, it's plus 3,000 to win. I bet Dustin Johnson plus three thousand to win. Uh, I think Dustin Johnson is the best golfer in the world. So, um, exactly. So I don't think that's uh, necessarily a bad bet. I also keep forgetting that he's with Liv. I just right. always assume he's with PJ, but that's why he's not ranked. Uh, who's the world number one right now? Uh, Scheffler, is I it? believe. Is it Scheffler or Rom? Oh, uh, it might be Rom. You're right. Watch it be Rory, and we both wrong. It is. It is John Rom. It's Rom, right? Yeah, I figure because I figured after that that major win that he uh, he jumped up. Also, he's playing red hot this year. Um, Eric, any dart throws? Uh, no, I was going to be pretty chalk. I was just going to take Kepska, uh, Kepka to finish top ten, and then Rom and Scheffler to finish uh, top five. Yeah, I mean plus one seventy five, plus one sixty five. Great value for the top five. And then you said Kepka for top 10 plus 225. Shoot, can you parlay that? <laughs> no, I tried. I tried earlier. Because I was going to do uh, a parlay for, for head-to-head, but I might just I might just do three golf picks. Yeah, I think we way. should stop allowing parlays. That way we can get back to winning some bets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so do we have any other uh, bets that we're looking for? Any of the flyer bets or anything like that? Best young player, anything? Make make miss cut. I know that we were trying. We bet a few to miss the cut last time. Uh, uh not not for this. Not not for PGA. I there's a lot of, like the the odds in the PGA seem kind of wide open, right? We we haven't seen Oak Hill play a major since 2013. It's been upgraded. It's being it's being reflected in the odds. I, I mean, I I, I honestly, it, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see. Right now, uh, DraftKings is running a promo. The promo for uh, the golf tournament. If I can pull it up on my cell phone, if I can locate where DraftKings is. Stand by. Stand by. Pontificate. Swipe down on the middle, just search right. DraftKings. It'll come up. There's the right. search feature. It's pretty great. So <laughs> it's pretty great. That's a little Donald Trump. I like that. Uh, so they are running a make the cut parlay. So this is boosted to 200 DraftKings. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Tony Finau, Jason Day, and Max Hama all to make the cut plus 200. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. 
Uh, you said that's a promo, right? Yeah. Uh, John Rahm is is U.S. right? No, You're John Rahm is Spanish. Spanish. But he was he not born in the U.S. He was not. Ah, good riddance. We don't want him anyways. Uh, all right uh i don't think we have anything else for the pga championship i think most of my head-to-head bets are going to come from the pga this week um but let's go ahead and get into the preakness and then we'll just close out the show uh we'll close out the show with picking who we think wins the conference finals for the playoffs but we won't really dive too deeply into to, to actual hoops or hockey so um nick you want to drive this sure so preakness right it's coming up may 20th the second of the triple crown races um in horse racing this is a mile and three sixteenths of a mile so one and three sixteenths miles it is the shortest of the triple crown races so if you are looking at the preakness you are prioritizing speed factor and sprint speed of these horses. This will come uh, into play later. There are eight horses uh, racing uh, with five jockeys out of the eight who raced horses in the Derby. So the horses from post position, number one, National Treasure is a four to one horse. Number two, Chase the Chaos is a 50 to one horse. Um Actually, National Treasure being raced by John Velasquez. Uh, He raced Reincarnate in the Derby. Reincarnate finished 13th. Second position or second post, Chase the Chaos, a 50 to 1 horse. He's being raced by Sheldon Russell. Number three, Mage, an 8 to 5 horse, obviously the Kentucky Derby uh, winner. He's being raced by Javier Castellano. Number four, Coffee with Chris, a 20 to 1 horse. He's being raced by Jame Rodriguez. Number five, Red Route 1, 10 to 1 horse, being raced by Joel Rosario. He raced Disarm in the Derby. The sixth post, raced by Perform, a 15 to 1 horse. Uh, Fiergal Lynch is the jockey on him. Number seven, Blazing Sevens. Number seven, Blazing Sevens. If you like uh, alliteration, that's probably the horse for you to pick. A six-to-one horse being raced by Irad Ortiz Jr. He raced Cyclone Mischief Mischief in the Derby. Number eight, First Mission. He is a five-to-do a five-to-two horse being raced by Louis Louis Suize. He <laughs> raced Tappet Thrice. In the Derby, tap it thrice. Tap it thrice. Yeah. Uh, thrice. Okay. Oh yeah, tap it thrice. Um, first of all, some of these names are way better than than yeah. than the Derby entrance. Why are there only eight though? That's a good question. I do not know. Eric, can you look that up? So it's the first time this century there will be only one horse from the Kentucky Derby to return in two weeks for yeah. the Preakness. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. And, and, that, and this may surround, like Jermaine, you said pre-show, this may surround uh, the fact that... Uh, quit it! <laughs> this may surround the fact that uh, a lot of horses from the Derby are, are under a little bit of controversy right now. Again, like so, so I'll start. To, I'll start talking about uh, the horses right now. The the 
we'll start talking about jockeys in a second, but one thing to look at national treasure first post Bob Baffert, the trainer, the legendary Derby trainer. Keep that in mind as we move forward. Bob Baffert is the number one. So keep that as a nugget uh, in the back. So we talked about uh, jockeys. There are uh, three jockeys in this uh, field who have at least five starts at the Derby. They are John Velasquez riding National Treasure in the one. He's had 12 previous Preaknesses. Uh, Javier Castellano running Mage out of the third spot, out of the third post. He's had nine. And then Red Root, Joel Rosario running Red Root one. Jesus, I can't talk today. Out of the five posts, he's had eight starts. Now, Rosario and Velasquez have finished uh, second four and three times, respectively. Uh, Javier Castellano or Castellano has won this race twice in 2006 and 2017 coming off a Derby win. uh, And he has, as of clocking in the fastest horse, if you're looking at the last race, this horse mage looking at the Derby is the fastest out of any of these horses in the field in their last race. And Mage has been getting faster time over time. So Mage obviously won the Derby. Uh, it's why she is the favorite. No Derby winners have come back. Or, sorry, no uh, other Derby horses are racing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's what, what are our thoughts here, boys? Any, any, any love for the, uh, for the jockey so far? Honestly, it feels like this is Mage's race to lose in the obvious, and you know, that's how everyone's kind of booked at eight to five odds. Uh, but I'm actually going to fade that. I think, I think I'm going to go with one of these, one of these toss horses or one of the, one of the actual contenders. But, uh, first of all, blazing sevens is a great name and being in the seven spot, I'm going to pick them to finish in the money. Uh, and I think I'm going to go with, uh, chase the chaos to win it all. I okay. fucking knew you were gonna pick that. <laughs> Dog, it. it's fifty to one, and it's got Sheldon Russell as the jockey, who and, I have no fucking clue who that is. <laughs> and it's and the horse's name is Chase the Chaos, and if he wins, it'd be chaotic. There's a whole bunch there. I get it. I don't know why you picked it. I'm picking the narrative, dog. You know how I pick always. Yeah. Uh, Stay just to ready. Answer Nick's previous question. So there's only 14 horses allowed in the race. A ninth horse has died from the Kentucky Derby. So <laughs> the pool is just limited to the eight. So a ninth horse has died. Yeah, two died post the race. Yo, I know, uh, dude. I know the whiskey was good in Kentucky. It's not that good, bro. I I said there was four. Eric, the day of, said there was seven, and we're at nine now. Yeah, I think there's a reason why we've got eight horses racing here. So here's the thing. One of us has got to be able to pick the winner out of eight, right? Right. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Even if our horse is going to win, it would be disqualified later for some shit. Just, yeah, just just retroactively take that win. Yeah. Oh, man. Eric, always the beacon of positivity. All right. 
Nick, I think I'm taking Bla- I'm taking Blazing Sevens to finish in the money. I'm taking Chase the Chaos to win it all, just purely based on those 51 odds, which is just feels outlandish to me. In an eight horse race, 50 to one, sure, give me that shit all day. Uh, if they don't hit, it doesn't hit. I'm not gonna fucking lose any sleep over it. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I mean, I, on on your on your pick for that, a, a horse that I definitely am picking to finish in the money. The five, the the five uh, post Red Route One. That's Joe Rosario's host. He finished fourth with Disarm in the Derby. He's finished fourth at the Preakness, or he's finished second at the Preakness four times. Basically, half the races he's run there. He's running a fast horse coming off a win i want I, I i like red route one in the money right that means if you know he could win at, at 10 to 1 that's pretty nice you know I, i'm gonna if i were betting this i'd pick mage to win uh and i'd pick first mission the five to two horse coming out of the eight post uh to finish second another horse that i like and i i honestly think it's a four horse race at this point is national treasure being read being being rode out of the one post right? John Velasquez ro- rode reincarnate at the Derby. He has twelve Preakness races. He's finished second three times. His horse has been the most consistently fast horse uh, in the last three races, and at four to one to put him in the money. So I- I'm going to go with Mage to win. Um. Let's put Red Route One and National Treasure in the money for me. Those will be my picks. You, so sorry, I missed the one to win. You said Mage to win. I'm going to pick Mage to win. Yeah, yeah, and then Red Route One and National Treasure to finish. Yeah, and, and and you know what? I might. You know, this is this is un, this is uncouth for a betting show, but I'm also going to say I want First Mission to finish in the money as well. So I'm going to pick four horses to finish in the money, kind of hedge a bet a little bit. I mean, yeah, why not take half the field? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take half the field to finish in the money because ultimately, basically half the field will finish in the money. Uh, all, all good points. Eric, who are you taking? And why is it coffee with Chris? Uh, it's not, actually. But uh, so – for, I'm just going to pick for to finish in the money. I'm going to take three of them. I'm going to take first mission, Red Route One, and um, National Treasure, all to finish in the money. All also, right. something again, I, Eric, say your picks again National Treasure, Red Route One, and first mission to finish in the money. Now pick your own things. That, so that's, er, everything but mage. That's right. fine. That, oh, that's, that's good. That's just based off there's eight horses. There's also, eight horses, Eric, and the ones that you didn't pick are going to win. <laughs> you have to pick them so we room three oh three wins. I will not, I mean I can't backtrack now, dude. It's no, too late, can't. bro. It's too late. It's been I, sad. I did wanna I did wanna read something. Uh so I went and looked which post has never won the preakness stake, and it's only one. The the 14 post has never won it. Uh oh, but good. we avoid we avoided that. One through eight. <laughs> One through eight are all within two of each other. So 12, 12, 12, 14, 12, 14, 12. So these so are the, any horses race. Yeah, it's, it could be any horses race. Chase the chaos, Jermaine. Chase the chaos, baby. Let's go. Uh, dude, I'm, I think I'm gonna, my, I might submit that as my, one of my head-to-head. And I might take 50 to one to win. Fuck in the money. Daddy ain't got time for in the money. We only pick winners.
Hashtag fade us. <laughs> Hashtag fade us. All right, you guys, you guys got anything else for the tens and tens? Oh, actually, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying, Nick? I was saying it sounds like the end of a gambling commercial there. <laughs> Hashtag fade us. And remember, for every pick, room three hundred three makes fade us. <laughs> yeah, for every pick that we make incorrectly, we are actually get, we actually earn a percentage based on the fade us model. All right, so Nick. Knights or stars? Knights. More Eric, experience. Eric, knights or stars? Uh, I'm gonna go stars because of that one kid that they just that's blowing up right now. Uh, hints. Yeah, the one that well, they drafted in 2021. Yeah, the hints didn't play. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, hints. So you got stars. Nick's got knights. All right. Uh, what do you guys got? Uh, Panthers versus Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Hurricanes are proving us wrong. Going with the Panthers? Yeah. Uh, and the uh, Hurricanes are getting healthy right now, so that's pretty interesting. All right, so, Eric, Heat or Celtics? Celtics. Uh, Eric, uh, Lakers or Nuggets? Nuggets. Nick, Lakers or Nuggets? Nuggets. Actually, hold on. I'm not fully aboard the Nuggets train. I will get fully aboard the Nuggets train if they make the finals, so I'm going to say Lakers. Oh, okay. So, Lakers. And who do you got? Heat, Celtics. Series was tied in the – series was tied in the regular season. And what did you say pre-show to me, Jermaine? Uh, five games last Eastern Conference Finals were won on the road. And what team plays best on the road? In these in these playoffs so far, Miami is red hot. Give me the heat. Give me the heat. Jimmy G buckets. My you Miami picked, is you red hot. Tobias Harris over me. No, dude. Tobias <laughs> Harris over me. Oh, Jimmy G wins a game and still bags the seventy six. I love this man. Uh you dude, pick Tobias Harris over me. He's he's been my favorite player for a very long time. Him and Dame Lillard. I don't. I won't stop telling people who my favorite players are. But they, dude, uh, they should. Could you imagine if they united? Oh, uh, dude, I would instantly <laughs> become a fan of that team, bro. Yeah. Uh, so you have you have Heat versus Lakers. Who do you got winning that? Uh Jimmy G, dude. You got Jimmy G winning it all. Yeah. Jimmy wow. G, t- Jimmy G titles. So Jimmy, G, you know what the G stands for? Get titles. Get all right, titles. so uh, so Nick's got the Heat winning it all over the Lakers. Who do you have, Knights or Canes? You know what, dude? This is the year. Carolina it's, Hurricanes, man. You're there's Carolina. There's no way they could win it, right? They're too injured, right? The Boston then, Bruins are the best team in the Eastern Conference, right? Tenevarin is back, right? Right? He was almost uh, – well, I don't know. I think he's on the bench. I don't know if he's back back. Teravinen, uh, yeah. Teravinen. God, I said it wrong. Uh, all right, Eric, you have Celtics versus Nuggets. Uh-huh. Who do you have winning it all? Nuggets. Ooh, first time ever? First time – we're going to have some new blood in the championship ranks? Yeah. All right, who do you got winning nuggies? between yeah. the, the Stars and Panthers? Golden Nuggies? It's time for Dallas to bring it. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. You. That kind of hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, 
He's going to give us a fire nuggets pick and then we take it all back. Uh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say that I'm not, I'm trying not to pick biasly, uh, but I actually like of the teams left. I, I need it to be the nuggets that win. Okay. <laughs> I can handle, I can handle people saying that Jokic is better than the Jojo. Cause he clearly has proven it in these playoffs. Like, sorry to say he had fucking 30 something, 20 something and 14 assists. Like it was, he's, Whatever, he's better than JoJo. But I cannot handle a Celtics, Lakers, or fucking Miami Heat championship. All right, I can't do it. Denver needs to get this done. Please, for the love of God. Denver. Tobias Harris over me? Dude, and I hope Nick loses his voice for like a week. (laughs) Uh, Tobias Harris over me. Nikola Jokic in game one of the Western Conference Finals put up 30 points, 30 plus points, 20 plus rebounds, and they took away a rebound at half. And and put up 10 plus assists for only the fourth time ever in playoff history that a player has had a 30 20 10 triple double. Would you guys like to wager who the other three players are? I will Wilson. give you five total guesses as a team. All right, Eric, what are we doing? Wilt? One. I, I'd say he'd be in there. So, Will Chamberlain's one. So, you got one. Is this gonna be? This might be a stupid question, but um, can it, can I say Jokic again, or they're different people? It's not Jokic. Yeah, it's only three people total. So Jokic has done it one other time. So that's okay. two. Okay. So, oh so you, shit. So you have Will. You have Will Jokic. Jokic. So you have three guesses remaining to get number four. There's no way we could get. There's no way we could lose on this. Uh, Shaquille. Mm-mm. Incorrect. He never assisted. He uh, never passed the ball. He didn't have to. Yeah. Good. <laughs> one one guess. One wrong. One wrong. Oh, one and wrong. then you have three right already. Okay. So we get one more guess. You get two more guesses. Two, two more, more guesses. guesses. It's because there's do, obvious ones that I can do, say, but. I mean, the obvious one would probably be, I want to say magic for some reason. Incorrect. There's one guess left. LeBron James. Oh, incorrect. The answer we're looking for is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I got in my own head. I was like, he wants me to think it's Kareem because of his, his, because this guy, I'm telling you when I say this man talks about Kareem on on a regular basis. He does. So, um, damn it, I should have just said it instead of getting in my head. Bro, you, I, I teed it up. I was shocked that you got the Jokic again. I really did. I thought that would be the one that stumped you. It was the obvious layup, Jokic, uh, Jokic again. Uh, but yo, Jokic has done it as many times as anyone else has ever done it in playoff history. <laughs> you understand? One title, right? You, you, he's give, got to give the man a title. He's got to. He's he bring Nuggets their first championship. Here's the best part, right? It's like Anthony Davis and LeBron very much feel like LA kind of guys, right? The glamorous, the glitz, like they like to dress nice. They're into that fancy foo foo type shit, right? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, kind of that Celtics kind of toughness where they play defense, they play offense, and they'll be in your face for 48 minutes. And then Jimmy Butler. 
and what is now affectionately referred to as the heat culture. I mean, seven undrafted players. He's just literally carrying people there. They all fit. They all fit. Like what a, the, what, a, the, what a team dude for Jimmy Butler. Just like dudes that buy into Jimmy Butler's system, bro. This is why you hear about Jimmy Butler beating the Timberwolves with the G league squad, bro. Here's how crazy it is. And then I'll, I'll wrap up my soapbox. Jimmy Butler beat the Timberwolves with the G League squad, came in, yelled at the coach, yelled at the at the GM, yelled cut, at the cut owner. the Timberwolves out of his basketball gear. He, he was in an open shirt, bro. He's in an open shirt. He whoops them. He whoops the first team, whoops the backup squad, right, with the G League squad, sprints after beating them both to the locker room, changes, drives home, and has an interview with Rachel fucking Nichols, and it's still the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. And continues to bag the Timberwolves. And he's he just did it. He had just did it, and the interview was the same day. He was just like, I probably didn't handle it the best way. I was like, motherfucker, you already made that conclusion. The the more Jimmy, the more Jimmy stories you hear, the more I'm convinced it's not a conspiracy. Yeah, he is He's the son. Michael's kid. He's he is Michael the, Jordan's he, kid. He is a a a son, a bloodborn son of motherfucking Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah. Yo, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna prick Michael Jordan. I'm gonna get close <laughs> enough to prick Michael Jordan. I'm gonna get close enough to prick Jimmy Butler, and I'm gonna go to my forensic friends and be like, "Yo, run these. Tell me if they're a match or not." And I'll get this answer for us. Long story short, what I was trying to say about Nikola Jokic, right? It's the Nuggets. They're in the mountains. They play with elevation. Denver is – Colorado as a whole is very much a farming state, right? They, they handle that shit a lot. You know, it's very working class. And Nikola Jokic feels like the perfect representative for the Nuggets. And if he is the guy who checks the box and brings it, it's like it just cements the persona around your team. And I feel like GMs, coaches, personnel, management, you know, scouts need to take that in to factor it in because you have to be able to marry the off the court with on the court. That's why these four teams are here. They're able to marry it. They're able to create a persona, a culture that actually embodies, you know, that team, that city. And that's kind of why this is here. So that was, that was the point I was uh, eventually trying to make, but uh, you know, Eric and Nick are divided. They picked different winners. <laughs> across the board and in for every single series including who wins it all so uh, i guess we got no betting nuggets for you guys uh anything else for the tens and tens no eric hmm. Tobias harris over jimmy right, dude. <laughs> follow us on instagram twitter and youtube at podcast room 303 i've been your host Jermaine clone mendes this is my co-host nicholas moran as always we have with us the epe and as promised at the turn of the month we have some big news for you the listeners so we'll let you know then so we'll see you when you come on down and step into the room <laughs>